Hello, hello, welcome to, of course, Griff Talks Football. And in this episode, this is about the uh, divisional round that happened last weekend. Uh, so those games for the AFC, um, it was the Texans versus the Chiefs and the Titans versus the Ravens. And the NFC, it was the Vikings versus the 49ers and the Packers versus the Seahawks. And then starting with the AFC um, for anyone who's a, a Texan fan, it was a very disappointing loss. Uh, the team was up 24 nothing, right? And then all of a sudden at the end of the game, it was 51 to, um, to 31. And so basically, they only scored another touchdown while the Chiefs, when they were at zero, had scored 51 points. And 28 out of those 51 points were in the second quarter. So Houston scored 24 points in the first quarter and nothing in the second. And the Chiefs scored 28 points in the second quarter and still had outscored Houston in the second half. And looking back on it, it wasn't like Houston, when they got to that 24 nothing advantage, it wasn't like their defense was great. It wasn't. There was hardly any pass rush. Um... They made like one big hit on Tyreek Hill for an incomplete pass, but otherwise it was receivers dropping passes. The receivers were still open, and so when how whenever they adjusted, if they you know shook some rust, I don't know what it was exactly, but once they shook out of it, they basically destroyed the Texan secondary, and the Texan sec- secondary, the entire defense has been. Absolutely bad this year. Worse compared to last year, because at least last year there was a pass rush. Of course, that helps when you have a, a completely fully healthy JJ Watt in there for all 16 and then 17 games because they made the playoffs last year. But for the regular season, all 16 games, who is getting some nominations or at least getting notice for defensive player of the year. Um, and uh, it, it helps when you still had Clowney there as well. Um, so there was more effective pass rushers or pass rushing compared to last season to this year. Um, the secondary was, was far better, I would say, in terms of the play. But otherwise, it was completely... Just terrible. I'm still angry about it. But that was the one take is where the defense played absolute ass. They absolutely did not do anything well. Offensively for Houston, you know, Deshaun, he threw the ball like 50-something times, over 300 yards at two passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. And then Houston scored another touchdown through that blocked punt. But... It wasn't like they were playing well offensively either in the second half. Um, of course, it doesn't help when there are some momentum swings where uh, Bill O'Brien opted to go for a fake punt, fourth and three, which is somewhat of a favorable distance, but it's back at your own 31. If it was at your own 44, that I would understand. But it was back in your own 31. Your defense just got gashed on three plays for a touchdown. So it... Um, maybe not the best idea. And of course, everyone else is criticizing Bill O'Brien for not going for it. 
but opted to kick the field goal. He did express that he wanted to go for it, um, but he thought he had the first down. When he found out it was fourth and inches, uh, he didn't feel as though there was a great play for fourth and inches. But at that point, you're also thinking, well, okay, it's in your offensive game plan. You have plays that you feel comfortable with for a fourth and one, for a fourth and five, for a fourth and ten. And, and suddenly you don't feel that you had a good play there. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I, I'm pessimistic about that. And then again, there wasn't, their whole offensive identity has again changed. And I brought this up in my yesterday's episode. Their whole offensive identity had changed compared to last year. Yes, some aspect had to do with that. Watson was not as mobile because he was coming off a 20 CL in the previous years, 2017. But man, if you had completely practiced and, and you had established his identity since 2014 running the ball, then by all means run the ball. You had fantastic backs there. You had a running back out of over a thousand yards rushing. But not even 300 carries. He had like 270. It was Carlos Hyde, right? Lamar Miller had 300 something carries and had a thousand yards. Watson had over 4,000 yards passing, and they were actually able to throw. I mean, they were still a vertical team this year. They threw vertical pretty well, but they also threw vertical pretty well last season, and they used a lot of no huddle, no huddle uh, plays last season as well. And this season. There was not any no huddle whatsoever, barely any. And your whole offensive identity now has been intermediate deep passes, which is it's it's mind boggling. I know the offensive line in terms of pass protection was much better compared to last year, but it was still a struggle. You still had injuries on the right side of the offensive line, particularly the right tackle. And the fact that you have receivers that are far better in terms of their route running. Yes, Will Fuller is fast, but he's been in and out of the lineup. De- uh, DeAndre Hopkins is not a speed burner by necessary. He's a, he's an excellent route runner. And you have a guy who can easily get open on a slant route, right? In that, in, even in the, for example, and I talked about this in my episode five, I think of one take was, um, the quick passing attack that was utilized in New England when Bill O'Brien was the offensive coordinator there. I mean, granted, yes, they didn't have exactly a vertical threat other than a young and healthy Rob Gronkowski, but they had an excellent receiver, Wes Walker and Dion Branch, running backs to throw to. And it was basically some plays were no huddle, but some things were just, hey, quick pass, run, run, some play action, but it's a quick play action pass, right, to get the defense as off balance as much as possible. And yet for whatever reason, for this season, Bill O'Brien felt that, okay, we are now a intermediate deep passing team. Um, which, okay, fine, but if it's not working, which it certainly wasn't throughout the second half, adjust, 
Go with play action with the QB under center. Go with a quick passing attack. And it didn't adjust well. And he gets apps whooped by Andy Reid, who still looks like a walrus. Now, that's a funny joke. That may be offensive. Uh, but at least Andy Reid has, he has adjusted offensive identity pretty well throughout his coaching career. But he also adjusts in-game when need be. And he's also got far better fantastic weapons than what Bill O'Brien has on Houston. So those were the big two key takeaways from that game, which is what led Houston's loss was, or three, was Bill O'Brien's decision. The defense was absolutely ass. And your offense and identity was not effective. And you're putting a lot of pressure on that O-line to defend the Kansas City uh, pass rushers. Now, I know, I think it was Chris Jones that was out for that game. Um, I I think D. Ford's on the team. Yeah, I want to say D. Ford's on the team. But they still had other pass rushers and blitzes coming in and still hitting Watson, which was similar to two weeks ago when they played against the Bills. It's, um, gosh. It's just, it's terrible. It's bad. It was a bad performance. You know, Kansas City rightfully has earned the right to host the AFC Championship game for the second consecutive year. And we're going to play against the Titans who have been, um, who have operated really well in their offensive identity as well. And Ryan Tannehill, again, has made the most of what he's got with the play-action passes. But, man, it's just... It was a terrible performance. A lot of people want Bill O'Brien fired. I don't think he's going to be fired this year or for the 2020 season. Um, I mean, Deshaun Watson said this media or said this in a press conference. He seems really sincere about it, um, but he loves the guy. He's going to stick with him. And I think the players like Bill O'Brien or love Bill O'Brien as well. Um, look, he's... One, that division four uh, out of uh, the six seasons he's been there, which, hooray, congratulations on that. But since his tenure there in 2014, the Colts in 2014 made it to the AFC Championship game only to get their ass whooped by New England. The Jaguars made it to the AFC Championship game, which they also won the division that year, but they made it to the AFC Championship game and lost to New England. And then uh, for now this year, the Tennessee Titans, they started off 2-6 and six in the year, finished 7-1 and one under Ryan Tannehill as being the starter. The only loss was to Houston in Week 15. Um, and they are now in the AFC Championship game, playing Sunday. So really, again, I think it's going to be another frustrating year if they – this is my personal opinion, but if Houston sticks to the same offensive identity and they can't get any better players or get better defensively, it's going to be another struggling year where you're going to rely on Deshaun Watson to carry the team. And if you're going to rely on one player to carry the team, it either says you don't have a good offensive system or the entire team is really bad and you're not only just relying on that one player, but maybe several players as well to carry your team. 
and you can't just have several players to carry your team. It is a team game, not basketball, where you can have one or two star players just go, you know, score 40 points for you and you'll be all right. It's not like that. Um, it is a team sport. I would love Houston to go back to what Bill O'Brien has built throughout his year, throughout the years he's been coaching in his offensive identity, which is really, again, quick passing with quick play actions and a lot of inside-outside zone. That is the offensive identity that Bill O'Brien has been accustomed to, has been comfortable with, Throughout his entire coaching career, including his two-year stint of being a head coach at Penn State. But for whatever reason for this year, he felt more comfortable doing this. And yes, they went 10-6, and won the division. But man, uh, he Watson still took a lot of hits. And I really felt that they could have relied more on the running attack to keep as much pressure off as Watson as possible. And again, before I go to the, to the Tennessee-Baltimore Ravens game, um, it's not like Watson can't read the defense or whatever. He excels at that. I do think he's going to pick up a lot more information as he continues to play. I'm just saying, as you see with the Tennessee Titans, as he saw it with the Rams last year and somewhat this year in certain games, and you saw it with different other writing teams or who run the ball successfully, such as the 49ers. And when you run the ball successfully, it does take pressure off the QB and makes reads easier to identify or find people to identify at a much more successive rate, if that makes sense. And... That is what Tennessee did to the Baltimore Ravens. Ryan Tannehill, I think, only threw the ball like 15 times. He didn't, I think he barely had 100 yards passing. And it wasn't like he had a terrible performance. He threw two touchdown passes. He threw a beautiful 45-yard bomb that ended up being a a touchdown to, I, I forgot the receiver's name. But no, it was Derrick Henry, who had, I think, a buck 85 rushing yards, who also threw a touchdown pass. Um, and I think ran for, for two rushing touchdowns, but it was the Tennessee Titans running attack, which what kept Baltimore to play from behind and Baltimore outgained Tennessee by a mile. I mean, Lamar Jackson, he had like 500 total yards by himself while Tennessee's offense had, I think, 380 in total offensive yards. Again, predominantly, a lot of that was based on the running game. Was based on Derrick Henry. Was based on the offensive line's performance in that zone scheme. So give Tennessee credit there. However, key stat in this game was three turnovers. I think Lamar threw three interceptions or two interceptions and fumbled as well as um, two fourth and one stops, which gave Tennessee the ball back and they were able to milk more of the clock uh, throughout the game. So they were predominantly in control of the game. And having Lamar throw the ball 50-something times, um, it either says your offensive identity was ineffective 
Or if that was your game plan, was throwing the ball 50 times against Tennessee secondary. Which, okay, they're an okay secondary. They're not terrible. But obviously, their biggest strength is the pass rush. And they were able to get to Lamar several times as well. Uh, I don't think he had a huge ton of sacks or anything. Not like the Buffalo Bills in the Texans game. Nothing like that in terms of sacks. But they got a lot of pressures in. Um... And Baltimore was not able to do or able to succeed in their offensive identity, which is pounding a rock with a bunch of read option plays and then go play action, throw into your tight ends. And Baltimore uh, certainly did not do that throughout the game, really, especially in the second half. And they just started playing from behind. <clears throat> and, okay, if your offensive identity is not working, yes, adjust. But adjust just enough, much like the Texans and Chiefs game, adjust just enough to help out your offensive identity, which is, again, not what Houston did, um, and especially in the second half, up until the point where they really had to rely on their only offensive identity to catch up. In this situation, Baltimore was not down by, like, four positions. They were down by two going Late going into the fourth quarter, so they still had an opportunity to make adjustments to then give your offensive identity a better chance to succeed, and then that opens up more of your playbook, especially having success in the play action game. And it's certainly not that has not what happened, it was the turnovers and the fourth and short stops and throwing the ball 50 times is what gave Tennessee really ultimately the win in this game. And they're moving on an AFC Championship game. I do think this is going to be a very exciting matchup uh, between the Chiefs and the Titans. While I don't want both teams to make it to the Super Bowl, um, you know, I, I'm i in favor of Chiefs, not only because the Titans are in the AFC South division, the same division with the Texans, but also Andy Reid, he has so many coaching coaching assistants under him that have won divisions, that have won Super Bowls, that have won championships and moved on to the Super Bowl. Um, and he has not obtained a Super Bowl ring. And so I do hope uh, for Andy Reid to go on to the Super Bowl. But, you know, my third favorite team and my last favorite team is certainly the Packers. And I do want the Packers to win. And speaking of the Packers, it... Was a good game. I mean, they won 28 to 23. It was a close game. Um, but the biggest takeaway from that, or several factors, was Packers had a pass rush. They got to Wilson several times, but their secondary still gave up some big plays, which enables Seattle to score some points, albeit field goals and touchdowns, to so get closer and be able to have an opportunity to win the game. But nevertheless, the Packers still had their pass rush. Um, a consistent and consistent offensive drives that led to touchdowns. So there were some drives where they were able to establish their offensive identity, which is his own scheme team, relied on play action. And Aaron Jones was able to have some success. He had two rushing touchdowns in this game. They were able to control the clock in their own way. But also, 
they had Devontae Adams back, who had eight catches for buck sixty, which is a franchise postseason record for the Packers. So 160 yards receiving and two receiving touchdowns. So he was a huge factor in that game as well. And that Seahawks secondary could not handle him. And now the Seahawks are dealing more with injuries. And granted, they still had an opportunity to stop the Packers and get the ball back. But it all, when it all came down to clutch time, Aaron Rodgers made two beautiful throws. One to, to of course, Devontae Adams which was like a third and 10, and then uh, the second to Jimmy Graham, which was a third and seven. Now, some people said he was short. Some people said that he got the first down. Ultimately, it was ruled a first down, and the Packers milked the clock and won the game. Um, But again, they had consistent offensive drives. They scored points in the second half. Which has not been their biggest strength. Their biggest strength has been getting the jump early, which they did. Uh, they were up twenty-one to three and ended up being twenty-eight to twenty-three. So Seattle in the second half scored twenty plus point at uh, twenty points, and then the Packers only scored seven. But again, they did. They had some consistent offensive drives to then have the opportunity to win the game, which they did. So. The Packers are still inconsistent in terms of establishing drives. We know what their offensive identity is. It certainly has to get better. Um, even though they're 13-3 and and won their uh, divisional game, they're going on to play against the 49ers, and that's going to be another tough matchup. As for the Packers, though, look, they still have a running game. They still have found success off of play action. And they have a healthy Devontae Adams. And, of course, they still have Aaron Rodgers. And their pass rush. And so while their secondary has still given big plays, it's still a good secondary because they're one of the teams uh, to not allow as many completions overall. But, again, they still give up big plays. But... Their pass rush has really saved them throughout the year. So they got that. As for Seattle, go as Seattle though, it's been really relying on Russell Wilson. We saw it in that game. He was really the reason why, other than making some crucial stops defensively, um, or Packers having inconsistent offensive drives, <clears throat> Russell Wilson was able to make the most of what he's got. Especially throwing a DK Metcalf, especially handling or doing the best when it came to facing that Packers pass rush. He was able to rally the team to at least give his defense an opportunity to make a stop and then maybe win the game. But um, congrats to the Packers winning. I'm so glad they won. But as for the 49ers and Vikings, it was utterly total domination 27 to 10. They sat Kirk Cousins several times. They forced some turnovers. They didn't really allow the Vikings to get comfortable in their own offensive identity, which has been a lot of zone run with some gap runs too, but mainly a zone run, which enables them to do play action. And then offensively for the 49ers, even though they were sacked several times and didn't have the best 
passing game going on, the running attack really dominated, which is has which has been, of course, their offensive identity the entire time throughout the year under Kyle Shanahan was a zone scheme mixed in with West Coast, but it's mainly zone run scheme. And with Tevin Coleman, Raheem Oster, Matt Bereta, occasionally Kyle Juszczyk, having some receiver runs, whether it be a, a zoom or some people call it a sweep or some people call it jet sweep or jet or motion or motion run, but also some reverses to get the receivers out in open space when they get the ball in the backfield. So they've had success running. And just to tell you, they had one offensive drive that ended up being the touchdown, but it was all runs. All of it. Even in third and short, they still ran it and got the first down. It was all runs. So it was a dominating performance. Um, I Even though the Packers and 49ers met, Earlier in the year, and the 49ers dominated 37-8. I do think it's going to be a much closer game. Um, but it's a couple things to look for is definitely seeing which team is able to establish their offensive identity and have success because it's similar teams. Now, granted, the Niners run a 4-3 scheme, or a lot of it has been over and under fronts. Relying on their defensive line for the pass rush. And as for the Packers, it's been a 3-4. Or a lot of it has been odd in some version of stack fronts, but mainly odd. And they relied a lot of their pass rushes as well, but predominantly outside linebackers. And um, again, that's the key there is who can establish their ground game. Who can handle the pass rush. And who can make the most of what they got. And certainly the 49ers have far better targets than the Packers have. But the Packers have a dominating receiver. And they have excellent route running running backs. The Niners have a dominant tight end, George Kittle. Have at least a good receiver in Emmanuel Sanders. And even though they don't have the best route running running backs... They do have receivers who are very athletic that can, again, excel in reverses or receiver runs, and they have a dominating O-line. So that's that's exciting game going on. But again, as for the Chiefs and Titans, it's seeing if the Titans can establish their offensive identity and also see how the Chiefs handle the Titans' pass rush. Because again, it's not like the Chiefs are able to mix up so many coverages. Because unlike the Titans, Houston's offensive identity is passing. The Titans is predominantly running. And so I bet you the Chiefs are going to predominantly focus on trying to stop Derrick Henry. But of course, they're going to be play action. But if Tennessee establishes the run and succeeds in play action passes, it's going to be very tough for the Chiefs to consistently just pass and pass and pass. Because, again, unlike Houston, the Titans do have a pass rush and a far better secondary compared to what Houston has. So, that's it for now in reviewing the championship games going on this Sunday. But also, again, uh, or previewing, if you will, but also reviewing the games I just talked about that happened in the divisional round. Nevertheless, thank you so much for listening. And again, as always, 
Have a kick-ass day, y'all.